1: Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley with the biggest stories of the day. It's the Big 3 at 3. Number 1.
2: All right, as we are live here at uh, the Houston Sports Awards, uh, should be getting going here around 7 o'clock, so it would be a good fun night as uh, we just heard from Patty Smith. A lot planned tonight as they are... Uh, they are putting a few in the Houston Sports Hall of Fame. Big night for Bruce Matthews, Elvin Hayes as well as Calvin Murphy, Larry Durker getting the uh, Lifetime Achievement Award and uh, many, many other awards evolving, involving a lot of the Houston Astros. Uh, and um, hey, we going to potentially talk to one of those Astros as Alex Bregman uh, is hosting the event tonight, potentially will join us on the show at some time. So look out for that but uh should be a really really fun night Clint uh but as we uh, as we uh, wait for this uh we still got a show to do and uh, big story story right now in Houston sports is who gonna be the next coach and they uh they did their second round of interviews today Mike Kafka Giants offensive coordinator um he is in he is in the building uh this time I think I heard uh, John McClain earlier today say Igero Ivaro, the defensive coordinator for the Broncos. His is actually a Zoom. He was in person the first time. But with uh, in any case, they're meeting with both of them and met with both of them today. Uh, and um, here uh, Mike, Mike Kafka seems to be the one that would have the best chance to, uh, to get this gig as an offensive-minded guy. Um, and uh, the, the big thing for me is, like, the only way I think he has a chance, Clint, is if he blows him away. And we've talked about that, if he absolutely blows him away. But if you're sitting on the other side of the chair, if you're Nick and Kyle and Hannah, like, what does is, what is blow you away? What Like, what would that have to mean? What would that have to look like from a Mike Kafka?
3: Well, he's got to own the room. You know, when, he, when it's, it's easy to sit across from Zoom and not really get a good vibe of what the hell's going on and who's – you know who is is uh, you know has that, that ability, um, but he would have to own the room. I mean, you know, walk in not be intimidated at all that it's an owner and a GM, not be intimidated at all that it's a head coach interview, and and then when you look at, at the, the the football side of things, have a plan for um, how he's going to bring this this organization, this football team back to uh, being competitive. And, and it, I don't need you to specifically tell me what you're going to do with Davis Mills. I, I, I need you to have a really, really, really good, thorough, uh, solid plan for your coaching staff. I need to know what direction you're going in. I, I, need, I need to know exactly offensively what you want to do, what you plan to do. If you, know, if you can get deep into uh, the free agents uh, the, at the quarterback position – Uh, The 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 draftable quarterbacks this year, just the top three guys that that would be nice to have a a, not not necessarily to know who we're going to draft, but to know kind of where your head's at in in the depth in which you you've thought this interview process through and this opportunity through. So you know, I I think I think when somebody walks in a room and does that, then Nick and Cal are going to be in a really tough spot because you're in a spot. Do you go okay? I'm going I'm going to offer Mike Mike Kafka the job. We're going to hire this guy or do you wait and and hear D'Amico, Ryan's, Steichen, and and uh, Gannon, yeah, Gannon yeah. Uh, the guys that you you know that you you hadn't heard from yet, a second interview from them yet, uh, and, and because you can't, you know, do you wait? That that's that's going to be the you know I think the issue here because it, it, the bottom line is is if Kafka comes in and blows you away to the point where you, the minute somebody else calls, he's going to blow them away too. Yeah, and if you let him walk out the building, you risk that that guy. If you feel like he's the guy, yep, yeah, yep, yep. So, um, I don't know. I, I think that has to be the the case with everybody. I, I think you got to walk in, you got to own that room. You, you, like, especially knowing, you know, Cal and even Nick to a certain degree, they're not going to be the guys that you walk in. They're going to stand up, beat on their chest. They're going to be very welcoming guys and and, and I, I would think give a guy an opportunity to own the room you know you know you think like you walk in with like i i know jerry i know jerry jones well i got a feeling in a lot of these interviews jerry jones wants to let everybody know how big he is you know there what I mean? was, how, how important glory hole um and it, not that that's a bad thing hell you own it and, and you, you be however you are i i just think there's a real opportunity for somebody to to impress Kyle McNair and, and Nick Casario based on owning the room.
2: Yeah, I, I think it has I think it has to be such a good plan that involves the offense, the quarterback. Oh, like a plan the, entire coach that, and staff that, and the quarterback. That, that it almost show. doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Like That's like a fair, plan fair. that like I I know when we heard from the Dolphins, Mike McDaniel like blew them away with the all right, this is exactly how it would work with Tua. This is how we would use tight ends, this is how we would use and blew them away. Like, it would have to be something like that. But I certainly don't think, and I think you brought that up, I certainly don't think he he has it enough for him to blow them away that they don't talk to D'Amico a second time, that they don't talk to Steichen or Gannon a second time.
3: That would be surprising. Well, it would be very surprising, but I think it would be surprising. Like, I would rather be surprised because the guy was that good than mm-hmm. surprised that you missed out on a guy because you were waiting on somebody else. Like I, I don't know. I, I I know the D'Amico is is a, a fan favorite. I, I know we've heard great things about him. Shane Steichen is is the one that impresses me the most about what they're doing with Jalen Hurts offensively. But man, when it's all said and done, if, if a dude walks in and you immediately go, yep, this this is it. Like you, you gotta forget. You gotta get out of the review mirror. You gotta forget about those other guys and move forward. So. Well, well, I doubt it happens. Look, like I said, I I doubt Mike Kapke even has an opportunity, but we'll see.
1: Big three and three, number two.
3: All right, uh, the uh,
2: NFL has uh, announced the finalists for MVP, Clint. Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, the wide receiver from the Vikings who had a hell of a year. And then Patrick Mahomes. Those are the five finalists. And I just want to say, Clint, before the year started, you picked a uh, MVP, uh, that, who your MVP would be, and it was Josh And It looks like Josh is on that list. I, mean, I don't think he's going to win it, but he is a finalist, so you were there. Um, I picked Patrick Mahomes uh, to start the year. Um, I said without Hill, he's got the story that people would look at. And it looks like uh, that he is on the uh, the finalist list, and I think the odds are in favor to win it because of the
4: Jalen Hurts injury.
2: Tyler picked uh, Justin Herbert. Oh, and my God. Turning the page here. Oh, I was wondering
4: it. if you were going to bring this up.
2: Oh, hell. <laughs> <yeah>. Gosh, dang <laughs> it. Yeah, um, oh. yeah, Justin Herbert. Um, Justin Herbert has all the talent and skill parts around him where it feels like he should be on this list something's missing yeah. something's off and missing and it looks like uh i know they're going to try to hire a new coordinator and you would but potentially maybe we see whatever it is that's missing but it wasn't a bad pick tyler uh, it's just a wrong one but it wasn't a bad pick but <laughs> thank something you for that. Is. Just the emphasis you know. on the wrong one <laughs> i mean he didn't even make the pro bowl uh, but uh Man. but but josh allen burrow Hertz, jefferson mahomes i think it's a really good list I mean to show you what Jefferson has done. Tyreek Hill, you would have thought would have been the receiver for most of the year, and Justin Jefferson just went off. I think a lot of that has to do with the Tua injury. I think if Tua never got hurt, we yeah. may be looking at Tyreek Hill differently. But how would you rank? Like, let me just give me your top three. How would yeah, you? Mean, rank I mean, look,
3: this? Mahomes one, Burrow two. I I would still I would still have hurts hurts in three. Um, Probably Allen at four, Jefferson at five. I, I'll, be, I'll be an old quarterback. There ain't no way in hell I can put a, re- a receiver over a, a, a quarterback. Look, right. I, I I think what I'm fascinated with is is literally the the Mahomes Joe Burrow debate right now on who the best quarterback is. And now I, I think it's a it's a, one of those debates that's never ending because it's it, like I mean, what are, like what ends that particular debate. But but it's just fascinating to watch a guy that plays in, in a in a Brady mold. And, and and a guy that plays the game in a reckless manner but at a championship level. Uh, that's that's the, the the crazy thing here. you got a lot of people out here debating about those two players. And, by the way, then all of a sudden you insert Jalen Hurts into the conversation. You go, hell, he's totally different, playing the game in a totally different way as well. So, it's just it, – it's a fascinating conversation to have about whether it's the MVP or the top quarterback in the league right now.
2: Yeah, I, like – um, I, I think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league but it if especially if joe beats him again yeah in and in a like a game like a game to go to the Super Bowl two years in a row like it's it's a it's a, right. it's a conversation yeah. and if and it and especially if it goes the way it's gone like Joe if you go look at the numbers and watch the games Joe has outplayed Mahomes in all of these games they're three and0 against him he is his numbers are far better and he's outplayed him um, and, and and it's not like and maybe maybe this is the only year where the weapons completely go into Joe Burrow's favor but I mean in, in the previous two games hell, he's had Tyreek Hill and Kelsey and, and yeah. crew but
3: <clears throat> it's, it's just an impossible con it's an impossible debate Show. that's why I, I mean I, I know debates it's just it's an impossible and, and really pointless because they play the game in such a different Style, that I I, ju- I choose to just sit back and 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 legitimately, just enjoy the greatness of of how each one plays it because there's there really is no comp there there is no there's no way that you can comp the two guys like I said I mean Pat Mahomes the reckless nature in which he plays the game it, 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 if he wasn't doing it at a, at a, a Super Bowl level it, it, they'd get tired of it real quick but he's so damn good they don't hey Clint I will say this.
2: I would have Jalen second. I would have Jalen Hurts second. Um, I think him being hurt kind of really showed the importance of him. And then coming back in this playoff game against the Giants, seeing how different that team was and how how much he yeah. added and yeah. the juice that he added more than just – he. I think I think Jalen is the MVP if he
3: never gets injured. Yeah, if he doesn't get injured, I I, I would have him my number one. I think he is the MVP I, if I think he doesn't get injured. Show, I, I think it's more because t- here's why. Like I, there's no there's no doubt that su- the sustained success that that Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid and the Chiefs have shown. Like, you can't turn your nose up at that. Just because they do it every damn year doesn't mean it's not very very difficult. But on the flip side of that, Jalen Hurts in year two brings an organization from from. Really fringe playoff too, I mean, first round by the, the number one seed in the NFC, and at the time in the was, toughest division in, in yeah in, yeah in, in yeah good, good point and um and, and he's proven that he's he's you know put his team in the top four, I, I think I think that's as impressive if not more impressive than what Pat Mahomes has done. So I'm with you. I i, I would if Hurts wouldn't have got injured, I'd, I'd have him there. Yeah, well. I think he would have been. So.
2: Uh, it's good to see Jefferson in there. This has just become a professional uh, quarterback award, sure. the MVP award. But I do. I, I, to me, I think Mahomes will win it. I hope Jalen finishes second because I, I think he does deserve it.
1: Big three and three, number three.
2: All right, speaking about this, I know you talked about this video earlier uh, with Mahomes. As you said, he's like – I My thought is I, I thought he would come into this game 75%. That that that's what I thought they would get him, and then he'll you know you know about this Clint. I thought for sure he'd get that that sucker shot up uh, his little at some point. He's hurting him. Saturday night, Sunday more probably Sunday morning. I thought he'd get that sucker yeah. shot up, and 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 you know he'd be playing around seventy five percent. And as the second half neared, it probably wear off and get it get worse. Andy Reid said that Patrick Mahomes' his ankle is doing okay. He also indicated he had the same injury in 2019 to start the season, which he didn't miss any time. But he said it's not as bad as that injury. Coupled with that and what he's saying, I, I think it's very important to see that Mahomes is in a better spot because I think there are a lot of people believe for the Chiefs to have a chance to win this game, look, the Bengals are favorites at as, as this moment, that Mahomes has to be a great, amazing, Mahomes has to be, Superman and uh, and for him to get closer and closer to 100, percent I think that that uh, that that allows him to potentially be that.
3: Yeah, look, I think that's 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 who Pat Mahomes is, is who the Kansas City Chiefs are, man. I mean, it, it, it's it's why I'm so bullish on on there. Ain't nothing different about this team than last year's team. I mean, it, Pat Mahomes still has to do the unthinkable in order for this team to win. He just does it week in, week out, whether it's regular season or. Or the playoffs, or the AFC Championship, or the Super Bowl, he just goes out there and makes those plays. So, I, I do think he has to be great. I, I think he can be great at 80 percent, just with the style of play. If he can move, if he can jump pass, if if he can extend the play at all and and throw the ball, you know, 60, 65 yards down the field over the top, you know, eight seconds into a damn play, then the Kansas City Chiefs are, are gonna are gonna win this sucker. The can't the, the the Bengals just got to keep him from from making more than he misses. Yeah. I mean, with Pat, he's got to be great in order for this team to win a Super Bowl year in, year out. It's just wild how great he is, how consistently um great he is.
2: The Chiefs are going to try to buck that. Um because what they've tried to do this offseason is make it so it improve their team more uh, more less top heavy and put more depth on this team and they're going to try to Try to, they're gonna it's try gonna to get do that. Now week. they've had like this game he might have to. They've had moments this year where Pat Pat hasn't been Superman and they've been able to win. Like this last game against the Jags. Hell he didn't he missed a drive or so and he was hobbled. And and the defense is better. Uh Chris Jones is going to have to to be a big part. These young guys in the secondary they've drafted is going to have to be a big part the more. Well-rounded group. They've got to run the ball like they've run uh, this year better. So they're banking on the fact that this year there have been moments where Mahomes has turned the ball over and didn't play his best, and they've still been able to win games. But when you look at the opponent, Clint, it does it does give the feel that Joe Burrow is going to like if Joe Burrow starts this thing off like he did against Buffalo, where they just drove it right down the field, which they're capable of. Um, yeah, they, you know, you might have to have Mahomes on his A game.
3: Well, that's the the, the the most beautiful thing about what Burrow does is is boy, they seem to get in the right play, and he's in the ball tends to, to, to go in the right direction um, more often than, than than other teams and uh, and and other quarterback style of play. I mean, he the 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 efficiency in which that offense plays with um, it, it, it travels well, man. It's hard it's hard to defend um, and. That's – to me, that's the, the – you know, what the Kansas City Chiefs have to do is try to – try without giving up too many big plays early. Try to, to throw – to get them out of rhythm. Try to make him hold the football because that offensive line is suspect. If he holds the football at all, I think I think the, the guys you're talking about up front, Chris Jones and company, get there. But, um, boy, they're awfully good at getting that thing out quick now.
2: All right. As we're looking at the candidates who feel like they're going to be potentially the top choices – for uh, the Texans as head coach. We understand them and their philosophies, and if we try to dig deep in that, what does that mean for what the roster has to look like? What does that mean for what the roster has to look like? We will discuss that coming up next
5: on The Drive. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business.
0: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
1: Live on the red carpet at the 6th Annual Houston Sports Awards, Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley.
2: That's right. Uh, as we are live here at uh, the Wortham Theater, um, you never know. You never know what happens on the drive. And in uh, Clinton Tyler, we got it. We got a little news for the people. So make sure you're listening right now. Make sure you're listening. The only two tickets left on the planet to come to one of the uh, the best events that we have here in Houston, the Houston Sports awards tonight being honored going into the houston sports hall of fame bruce matthews elvin hayes uh, uh the great calvin murphy larry durker uh is going to be award uh, given the lifetime achievement award many many others uh will be here alex bregman hosting it and i'm telling you the way patty smith talked to us about it he is he is ready he's got jokes uh this is uh, this is something he's taking real serious your chance and we want to give you enough time so at 345, your chance to win a pair of tickets, the last ones available. That is two tickets, the last ones available, where you can get up here and listen. They've got a nice little uh, little red carpet, little cocktail, cocktail uh, hour or so coming up here. It starts at 530. You can get here. Your chance to win a pair of those tickets. We're doing it at 345, so make sure you listen. This just hit us. This just hit us. In the last break, and we want to hook you all up here. Uh, that has helped us uh, help make us the number one sports show in afternoons here in this city. We want to hook you up, so make sure you're listening. 3:45, Clint. We hooking the people up.
3: Come on, man. It's big time. Um, we we'll, I'll even give you. I'll even give you a little hint on uh, on where the parking, good parking, is right across the street, man. And get ease on up here, and and um, I, I think the doors will actually open. Uh, red carpet, purple carpet. I guess I should probably call it correct right, right color, right? Carpet, purple yeah. carpet. It's going to open at uh, five thirty, I believe, but the, the show doesn't start until seven thirty. So you'll have plenty of time to to throw your suit on. Um, if you don't have a yeah, lady, if you don't have a lady in the house, call your best one and uh, and is, ease on yeah. up here. This Ooh, is a big time event. Lying. Oh, you ain't lying. Bro. Yeah, if you got one out you there got... that you've been trying to impress and you Woo! ain't been able to, you ain't, you ain't been able to get it across the goal line. You, we may be doing you solid. It, no, seriously.
2: You ain't lying. If you can't win tonight. Like if you were you were one right here and you are sitting here and you and you got one as Clint said, you just ain't been able to, to that last step.
3: We, that get you, zone, we can you we can walk you it. in
2: the door, man. It, it ain't us. It, I mean it's you. You yeah. I mean this is this is it's a classy little event now. This is the last – this is a nice look at Really impressed right here. So uh Make your way on down here. should be a, should be a good time. Uh, like I said, 3:45 coming up. Make sure you're listening. Uh, and Tyler will we'll give you the cue to call, and Tyler will uh, will get you set up. And we want to give you enough time to get on down here uh, to to enjoy yourself. So a lot of great people out here. We we had conversations with Roger Clemens himself last year. We had conversations with Rudy, Tom So um, all all the folks will be out. Uh, tonight so make sure you you stay here. All right Clint we, we we looked at it. We've we've seen second interviews getting started here with the Texans. We've kinda understood like there's a there's a crew like a top you know three or four that we're looking at, right? And yeah. It's you know the 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 real, real long shot in Sean Payton. But then you know D'Amico Ryans who many people feel like we had Landry I hear the promo Landry believes he is the guy. Uh there is Shane Steichen the offensive coordinator with the Eagles. There is Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator with the Eagles. Many people think he may go within that tree somewhere, right? And then there's Mike Kafka. He's interviewing today. If we look at what we believe each one of those guys, if they were the head coach, what kind of offense they would bring, do you think that means there's going to be a a probably a, a change in the type of guy's that are on this roster to accommodate them.
3: Oh, I ain't no doubt. I mean, I, I mean, it's not about change; it's about building, right? I mean, what is this? How far is this roster away from, from being competitive, regardless of what what head coach is hired, regardless of what scheme is in place? How, how far are they from, from being competitive? We saw the Jacksonville Jaguars; they got their head coach, they got their quarterback, and then they signed six uh, veteran free agents. That uh, all six contributed and all six helped them get to the second round of the playoffs. Actually won a playoff game this year in Doug Peterson's first year. Um, you know, we, we've seen it happen, and the Texans are going to have the draft capital and the cap space to get it done. And I'm not saying they're going to get it done to the tune of what these teams are doing, um, but they, could, they can definitely, uh, you know, get close. They get yeah. in the right direction. And the the teams that I'm talking about, you can look at it two different ways, and it's either the teams that are left in the playoffs right now, and and what their skill offensive skill players look like, or you can look at it as bring it home here to Texas uh, with the Texans. You can say, okay, well, they hired D'Amico, they hired Steichen. I mean, really, the guys that we feel like are the front runners. Any of those guys, the the Texans are going to end up with a system very similar to most of these teams that are left. Not Cincinnati, but the other three yeah. could could be very similar. They're yeah, going they're, they're, to they're have
2: Cincinnati's coming out of the 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 Shanahan McVeigh, Trent yeah, Taylor's
3: coming yeah. out of. Yeah, I mean, so so I mean, you look at it, you, you're gonna you're gonna have these four teams that are playing. Your coach is going to be in place to schematically do some of the similar things on offense, more than likely. But what is the roster like? What what kind of progress do you have to make with the roster? Well. Uh, it's gonna be fun to watch these teams play, but the Texans are so far from this show. It's it's scary, right?
2: Yeah, I I think it's interesting though. Like when you look at let's say it, let's let's just pull D'Amico Ryan, who I think is a favorite. If he goes and gets someone that's coming out of that San Francisco system in which he's been around, like one of the telling things, like if you look at San Francisco's group, Debo Samuel, multiple, right? He can do a, a bunch of different things. Yep. Christian McCaffrey multiple he could do a bunch of different things i i see I see him line up uh, Hughescheck the uh the, the 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 fullback does a lot of different things. You look at the guy who just left him, Mike McDaniel he's doing the same thing in Miami with Hill, who does a lot of different things, moving waddle around. It feels like like that is that is a, a big concept within that offense, especially if they're coming right from what San Francisco has done of late. And you think to yourself, Clint, how many guys on the Texans do they have right now that that fits the mold of, hey, boy, I could see him doing multiple yeah. things and using him in a bunch of different ways. I don't know if they've got any anybody. I mean, if Brandon Cooks is going to still be here, maybe.
3: Yeah, I'm not. I, I can't put Brandon Cooks in right? that category. I so. Like, I, like I, I think, I think they've just got to move that direction, this direction, heavily in free agency. Yeah. And 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 in the draft as well. I mean, you you're talking about the Eagles have A.J. Brown, Devontae yep. Smith, Dallas Goddard, Miles Sanders. I love the little back. I believe he's out of Memphis Gainwell. Is he? Out of, did he come out of Memphis? Where did he no, come out of? I'm not sure. I I, I love him, and, and and he. You know that that's that's really the the to me that's the key uh, to the offense. You may or may not be able to get you a top ten wide receiver depending on what the free agent market looks like. And and what the the number two overall draft pick and the number twelve overall draft pick looks like you you may you may or may not be able to get you a number one, right? It, to me, the all of these all of these offenses are about guys like Debo Samuel. And when Debo Samuel came out, we didn't know Debo Samuel was going to be Debo Samuel. We knew he was going to be a good player, but we didn't know he was going to jump on the scene the way he has right yeah. now. We knew he was a multiple player. We knew he was a guy that could get it out of the backfield, catch the rock that would do a lot of the the east and west motion stuff, um, more of a little scat back, uh, a slot receiver scat back type guy. Like, the Texans just have to start moving in that direction in free agency this year. Because
2: it's clear that, and in the draft too, because it's clear, like especially if D'Amico brings somebody from that that tree, it's clear it's not done on accident. Like, they are seeking out guys like this. Like he was coveting Christian McCaffrey because he can use him. Like him, I mean, essentially him and Debo do a lot of the same things. Very much, yeah. They'll line up. I mean, I I bet you there are games where Debo probably lines up in the backfield, you know, a lot closer to the amount of times that Christian does, and Christian lines up as a receiver a lot closer to the amount of times that that Brandon Iucor or. or and, Debo, James. and it's
3: it's not those guys are obviously grand slams relative to the the, the skill player we're talking You're right. about. I
2: don't think the Texans have a single person. They don't have offensive. one with that skill
3: set. They, like they don't not
2: even like Damian Pierce, who they're, they're the best offensive player. You don't. No, Damian
3: Pierce does. would be more in the role of of uh, you know when you look at these teams, Mixon, yeah. uh, or P Ryan. Uh, when you look at these teams, Ronald Jones, Pacheco, and in, and in, in, with the Chiefs. Um, you know, you, you look at some of the Wilson and with the Dolphins, Mostert with the Dolphins. Um, you know, I, I think the Miles Sanders with the Eagles. I, I think that's the role that that Damian Pierce feels. Outside of that, you you, you got a lot of work to do. Um, yeah. You know, I, I think I think that there's the the guy that's key. Again, we talk about Debo Samuel, but the guy that's key it can be the Gainwell kid in in in, in Philly. Right, it, it, it could be a range of anywhere from Debo Samuel to the Gainwell kid in Philly. You just got to have a guy that specializes in that, in, in that with that type of skill set. The Texans don't have that guy. No, right. So we're not just talking about the number two overall pick or spending twenty million a year in free agency. I, I'm talking about from a draft perspective, like Nico Collins, like I, I find me a smaller, yeah. versatile back that can do some different things, and and is hard to touch in a phone booth.
2: All right, hey, listen up. Your chance coming up when we return, your chance to win a pair of tickets, the last tickets on the planet is what oh my god! said to me. The last pair of tickets on the planet to attend this great event. We're giving those away coming up next.
1: Live on the red carpet at the 6th Annual Houston Sports Awards, Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hugh Clay.
2: All right, make sure you're listening here in five minutes. We're getting you ready in five minutes at uh, three forty five, your chance to win a pair of tickets. Right? You can get out. Uh, you ready for it, Tyler?
4: I was born ready.
2: You're you're listen, uh, guys. Feel spicy already, today. We've already had two people walk up and say, Oh, I can't wait to see what Tyler has on tonight. And when I say two people, one. <laughs> but but Scotty couldn't wait, said, I can't wait to see what Tyler, your chance right now to win a pair of tickets and you can see Tyler in his full glory yourself. He's got an express bag uh, with, it looks like, his suit in it, and that is, that is, uh, that is not off to a great start. Uh, the express with.
4: bag is just a bag, but I, I will say you. there's nothing wrong with express, man. Why are you hating not on our... If you I'm wear Express out is. there and you listen to the drive, I apologize. Express is a is a tremendous outlet to, to find your menswear, but it is not Express.
2: Now if he try now, as you hear what he's trying to do, what I'm saying to you is nothing wrong with Express. Okay? My brother in law happens to shop at Express Men a lot. Nothing wrong with you. what I'm saying to you, if you coming out here saying that only Calvin Murphy is gonna have me beat tonight, and you and you start off with having your stuff in an express bag, I don't know.
4: Not off to a great start. And I'm telling you right now. It's not about the rapper show. It's about what's underneath.
2: Okay. I'm just saying, like, Clint, you had this suit custom made, right?
4: Oh,
3: yeah. And it was brought yeah. to
2: you in a nice suit bag, right?
3: Well, it came in a cardboard box in the, in the suit bag it was in inside. Yes, I I would say it's on the nicer side. So
2: if you were taking that with you, you
3: wouldn't put it in an I a, wouldn't put, a, it put it in it an, an express bag, express no. <laughs> Bearcat Bespoke in Little Rock, Arkansas. That's where All my, right. my, my uh, tailor is. So hey, it
2: may be. It, it may. May, or Tyler may have some spectacular inside that express bag yeah say. I just I think, he, just made a, I think to, he made it i think he
3: made it he made a poor decision i think, well, I think he and, and then he held it he, he, he could he got there's four there's four corners in that studio three of them we can't see on this zoom he hung it on the one in the one corner where you could see it bright as all get out yeah i
2: I, I walked it I walked in today I went to the station today and I saw it in the corner already and I went ahead and made a mental note in my head oh he's he's got an express bag. Is what he has. <laughs> Make sure I bring that out a little bit later on. So, yeah, get on out here. Should be a great event. Uh, drinks, food, the purple carpet starts at 530. So, we're letting you know here in two minutes, trying to give you enough time to get yourself ready, come hang out. You can say hello to us as well. And, uh, and it, it's a great event, man. Like, uh, as we said, so many things happening tonight, Clint. The uh, the, the Houston Sports Hall of Fame, Bruce Matthews. And this is, he's Hit five, five. Of his kids played.
3: I, I didn't Come realize it played. was five no. of it. That, that when she did, when she said that, that surprised I me. Knew,
2: I, I know Jake Matthews plays, and I think he still plays for the Falcons. I didn't know his other four boys plays. It's the bloodline, man. Hey, man, that's
3: that's. How many of them came out of A and M?
4: A few.
2: That like that is like that is amazing. You put five kids in the in the NFL. Wow, um, and you and you played in it too. You yeah. Five five kids. Bruce Madden, come from boys come, come from stock, good don't stock, don't they? Great stock. Uh, and uh, Elvin Hayes, and um, and you can see Calvin Murphy, and no telling what he's going to wear. Like Patty said, that he is, he's forced to wear the uh, the the nice little uh, jacket, but it, apparently he gonna have something extra on the inside of it. But uh, so it should be a, an amazing night. Alex Bregman, who's going to join us here in just a second, is hosting this thing. Uh, and a lot of the Astros are up for awards. A lot of the Houston Cougars are up for awards tonight. So, it should be a great time.
3: Come on, man. What? Would you get your mic by your mouth side? So, so, so
4: it, there you go. Yeah, you're really killing me, man. <laughs> this is this is an ongoing problem show. This is an ongoing problem. <laughs> Ever, like, like, like Clint it's says, man, man. Just be coachable, man. Just be coachable. All right, man. I, I tried to just point
3: it out to you, but and, and you like stopped that. and said, huh?
2: You're going to look like straight trash tonight, Tyler. All right, come on. Uh, well, this until is then, chance. I'll
4: try to make you sound good with you moving your mic all over the yeah. damn place.
2: Do something. Just do your job. <laughs> all right. Um, all right, let's do it right now. 713-572-4610. 713-572-4610. Caller number 12, since Tyler wants to be spicy. Caller number 12. Your chance to win a pair of tickets to tonight's event. You could have been caller number six, but Tyler wanted to get frisky, so I got him. Caller number 12 right now, 713-572-4610. Your chance to win the final pair of tickets. The The final pair of tickets in the building. See, and that's the one thing I don't uh, want you to the, do right now. The final pair of tickets uh, to be Lord. at this great event tonight, the Houston Sports Awards. So, uh. Get in right now, Tyler. will take care of you, uh, and uh, it should be a uh, it should be good. Someone text in, show how you feeling day after the teeth cleaning. Feel great.
3: They look good, man. You took they they took their uh, winter winter coat off.
2: Yeah, they did. I would <laughs> took a couple of winter coats <laughs> off. I would uh, I wasn't ready for that a, that apple. That apple was a that apple was a tough when tough bite. When you bit bite. down on that apple, yeah, was, first one a little
3: sensitive. That's fair. A little sensitive. A little that sensitive. means they did a good job.
2: They did a heck of a job. No, um, I was looking at this yesterday as, like, we're down to it. Only one person was elected to the Hall of Fame. Eight-time Gold Glove winner, third baseman Scott Rowland. He made it. Billy Wagner, longtime closer for the Astros, was close, didn't make it. I just It just got me to thinking, like, Billy Wagner, if he were in this run of Astros, like, the, the success, he would easily get in. And it, it's like, how many of these Astros – that have been a part of this run, six straight ALCS's, three World Series uh, uh, appearances, or is it four? Is it four? Yeah, they got two wins and and two losses. Yeah, two wins and two losses. They lost to the Braves and they lost to the Nationals. So four World Series appearances, two wins. Generally, when you have a a team like that, that makes a run like that, like you have multiple Hall of Famers that come off of it. And, Clint, I'm thinking of it. And it's like, I only got two, like, that are bona fide. I think Altuve is a bona fide first ballot Hall of Famer. And I think Verlander is a bona fide first ballot Hall of Famer. And I think Verlander was that before he stepped into the doors here in Houston. He's some pitcher. But he is completely solidified it to where I I think he's arguably the best pitcher of his generation, even over Clayton Kershaw. But I'm wondering who else is going to get drugged there. Like, I'm looking at it, and I think in the conversation, so Dusty, right? Is, would you put Dusty in the camp of guaranteed like those two? When you get a
3: chance to oh, no party, push. party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no question. Dusty's in.
2: So, Dusty, so, so it's three now. Verlander, Altuve, Dusty. You know what I mean? What, what about Zach Grinke?
3: Man, you you got me. I I have I, you're you're way off the map for me. I have no idea. I I, I would say yeah, but I, I don't. I know. think
2: he is. I think Zach Greinke. I think he's won a Cy Young uh, and and been in contention a couple of times, and his numbers are going to scream it. I I think he is one in. I, I I wonder. Do they pull guys like the host tonight, Alex Bregman? I wonder. He still has some time in his career, but I I wonder if we look at it. You in this big run? You got. I mean, you I mean, you look at it, you're going to have more than three guys in the Hall of Fame when a run like this, when you have a lot of great. I wonder, is a, doesn't Alex Bregman, like, have enough? Like, it, it, by the time it, it's over, if Alex Bregman will be someone that gets a rise into the Hall of Fame. Because you look at it, the Yankees, they had a whole bunch of guys get in in their little run. And, I mean, to be honest, we've not seen a, a, too many runs like this. Like, I, I, I do – I think they'll have those three, but – I think Grinke gets in. Bregman, Correa, and Springer; I, I, those three are the yeah. other really great players. Springer was the MVP, um, and, and I don't think the, the young guys are tough to to kind of handle right now with the, you know with Pena and Alvarez and, Alvarez and Tucker and, Tucker, and, uh, and, and Framber. uh But Bregman, Correa, and Springer are interesting
1: because. <laughs> Sports Radio 610. Houston Texans breaking news.
2: All right, what's the latest, Tyler?
4: We knew it was coming, but we now have a finality to the situation, boys. This is coming from our Texans insider, Brooks Cabina. He reports the Texans have now completed their interviews with Giants offensive coordinator Mike Kafka, otherwise known as show's favorite candidate. And they have also completed an interview with Broncos defensive coordinator Ijiro Iviro, per sources, they are the first to interview with the Texans for a second time involving the head coaching vacancy in Houston.
2: All right, so those are done. Those are done. Those are the, uh, the, 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 the latest candidates, or the, the only two that have had second interviews. Um, now now it would be interesting to hear what reports start getting leaked out about how they went. What reports are, are we gonna get a, somebody was blown away? Are we gonna get I'm I'm like I, I've got Aaron Wilson lit up. I've got Brooks Cabina lit up. I've got just waiting to see what the reports are of what people are hearing, how these interviews went.
3: Yeah, I, I'm anxious to see if they add anybody to the list. I mean you got you got a little bit of a downtime here where where D'Amico Ryan, Shane Steichen and Jonathan Gannon are guys that you can't you can't interview until next Monday. And so so what do you do from here? Ben Johnson's out of the mix. Right, that's four. Sean Payton doesn't appear. I'm not not sure why, but but it doesn't appear that he's getting second interviews anywhere, not just in yeah. Houston, but anywhere. Um, you know that that's five, um, and and so you look at, at at the two that just that that just Kafka and and um, Ivero. Then now that's seven. Who's who's the last one? Who's the only other one that that hasn't uh, the 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 assistant head coach out with the Rams? What oh yeah, his name? TB, Thomas Brown. Brown. Yeah, um, I, like like Dan Quinn still floating around out there. Um, I would I would like to see them interview Dan Quinn uh, if for nothing else other than just to be able to again gather some information, come, you know, for for uh, the ability to compare him and 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 how he interviews to some of the guys that that you're uh, that you are inter- some of the defensive minded guys you are interviewing. Um, not to mention he's he's clearly a hot he's the one hot candidate out there right now. I think that that I would say that's a legit hot candidate that that they're not interviewing right.
2: Yeah, I wonder how many he's gotten. Um, like now, him and Kellen Moore are done. I, I hadn't heard if, if those two had been interviewing very, very much. I know interview with the Colts. Yeah, I know for sure that that he. Well, been... it,
3: and it, it was thought to be some of the reports that I was reading was thought to be is Dan Quinn one of the guys that goes for an interview and they don't let him out of the room kind of deal.
2: Yeah, I wonder if they're conducting second interviews already. If that means that they are
3: done with the first round.
2: Yeah, done with first
3: probably, round. Probably does, but but there's there you know like I said there's you got a four- or five-day span here where you can't interview anybody else that's still, that's still on your list for a second time. I wonder if they're just going to go radio silent or are they going to entertain a couple of other candidates.
2: I, you know, I, I wonder how impressed like I, – I, I, maybe I've just kind of thrown that out. I wonder how impressed they are with Igero Iver, I, Ivero. I wonder how impressed they are with him. I did, I, because they are meeting with him a second time. They they haven't requested to meet with Sean Payton a second time, and maybe that is because they know. And they haven't – and they didn't request with, with TB Thomas Brown, and they could have. Um, I've I just kind of thought that, like, you know, this was just another person they're kind of talking to but didn't have a real shot. You know, we've talked about could, could Kafka blow them away. I, I wonder how impressed they were from the first interview and they're they're wanting to talk to him again. I, that That one's – that one's interesting. First year defensive coordinator with the with the Broncos. Um, it, it'll be it'll be it'll be interesting to see if we hear in the reports that that he blew them away or that he was really impressive to them.
3: I doubt we hear anything that detailed out, out of yeah. this crew.
2: Yeah, yeah. His his uh his players in Denver seem to really really love him. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what we hear there. But if you you missed it, they have completed their their second round interviews uh, with those two. And, um, and we'll see what's going on. They, I'm guessing the other guys, we probably won't hear them talking to anybody else until after these weeks, this week of games when they can talk to the, uh, the coordinators as they'll have a week off in into the into Super Bowl or their seasons will be over. All right, what you got coming up, Clint?
3: Well, there's a, um, there's a couple of lists have dropped, and, and Texans fans, you're involved. We're involved. How attractive are you and how much are you drinking? We got data, we'll explain, and we'll discuss just how fair and how accurate that is. And uh, we will do that. We'll do it next. We get
0: it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds?